This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Misery loves company, so come and join us. Welcome to the warm up episode 86. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview Town's latest match, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and just Tom alone. It's just me, locked myself in the attic as well. Yeah, I'm in a different room every week at the moment. <laughs> I like it. We'll, we need to play a game. Where's Tom? Yeah, different room, different location. So, do you, yeah. Do but, you own a red and white striped jumper at all? <laughs> I'm getting that. I've got the glasses. Got a similar like brown hair to him. Yeah, if I get a red and white striped jumper, I've got quite a few pairs of blue jeans. So. Could do that. Next town game, maybe I'll turn up like that. Well, Halloween's coming up. Good costume if you're, if you're short. Yeah, perfect, actually. Good idea, Brady. Well, yeah. Speaking of Halloween, uh, some, <laughs> we had something shocking to talk about. But before we get into that, um, Tom, we were talking about positives earlier today. Can you give some town fans some positives at all? Um, what did I send you earlier that was quite funny as a positive? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Ben Jackson's going to be a good player in the future. That was a positive. Um, yeah. Other than that, Brady, <laughs> I don't think there's many at the moment, is there? Do, do you want me to read some of the stuff you said, or yeah, are we on. betraying trust? Um, you said Jordan Rhodes will be good back in League One. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said. Jonathan Hogg will be a good interim manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we probably shouldn't. We'd be betraying trust if we talked about. No, we don't. We don't have anything exciting in our WhatsApps. Um, if you if you don't laugh, you'll cry, though, don't you? Think I think as depressing as it is, it's just it's just the game, and you know, like you just gotta look at look at the bright side of it, and you really. I might be a flapper there, maybe, but yeah. Disgrace. Um, <laughs> you you said though, if uh, you know, you have to laugh or you'll cry. Well, you know, I think a lot of people were crying about last night's game. There was no spaces, uh, Twitter spaces we did last night, but I know we're going to preview Middlesbrough. But Tom, we were talking about it before. <laughs> Not much to talk about Preston, but um, if you do want to talk about it, the floor is yours. Um. I think Stephen Chicken's headline in the Examiner summed it up, didn't it? Dismal and desperate. It it's it is sad that it's already starting to look desperate at this stage, especially given how tight this league is already. It's still, it's still really tight. I still think all we have to do is win <laughs> three or four games, and we might drag ourselves out. But I've been saying that for three weeks in a row now. And when does it get to the point when we start getting cut adrift? You know what I mean? We've got some big games coming up. The last two games I thought were massive games and we've lost them. 
Wanvin Rotherham was a massive game because they were. I mean, look how far they jumped up that league just after beating us, and then they won again last night, and they're look they're sitting pretty. You know what I mean? It's kind of it is interesting how tight it is, but Town are Town are looking terrible. They're just looking terrible. Um, it was just Paul last night. One thing that. We just look so weak. We look like he just all looks really weak. Um, I mean, there wasn't. I don't think there were really was that much between the teams last night. But town to not get a shot on target. You just they just. I mean, there wasn't much between them, but they didn't look like they even went into second gear really. Um, big to say his best chance was probably that ward header early on. It's just, it's just sad. It reminded me of the game I did actually go to, which was uh, Wigan at home, mm. and it just felt like that was the first game under Schofield where I was like, "We're in trouble here." If Schofield continues to be boss, we're we're in trouble here, and that's exactly how I felt watching Preston. I think we should caveat this though: Preston are one of those teams where they are really difficult to beat. And I know we weren't up to much, but you'll hear it from now. You'll hear it till the end of the season. They're one of them teams where when, when other teams lose to them, the fans are like, oh, we should be beating these. But, you know, they do have the most clean sheets in the league. Oh, yeah. And they're hard to break down. So I think we should caveat that. Cause I, but the fact is, like, and I, you mentioned Stephen Chicken, and I was reading this article, uh, his five conclusions. We only had one shot between the 25th minute and the 83rd minute. Yeah. And that was like a from distance. Again, you know, like Dwayne Holmes, I think it was. And what what really frustrated me, and I think this is what concerned me, and like genuinely, I think with this game, like if we play like that, we're getting relegated. Like I, you know, I'm not. I'd like to consider myself positive, but <clears throat> what really concerned me during that game was all our game plan seemed to be was when we had a goal kick, was Nichols to boot it long to Rhodes or Danny Ward, and try and get the flick on. And it didn't really work because Preston could sit sit back. Or yeah. let's get it to Sorber and then let's try and get him to whip across into the box. But it just wasn't working out because Preston can defend well and they've got big lads at the back. And then even then, they were like, oh, clearly all they've got is the outlet to Sorber. They just doubled up on Sorber and they couldn't break. So it was just, we just lacked ideas. And I just, like, we've not been playing well. And... It's still, I mean, we're nearly a third of the way through the season, which is crazy. But like you say, this league's so tight. If we, you know, not be funny if we beat Borough and we win our next game, we're probably like mid-table. That's the crazy thing about it. Um, so there's still plenty to go, but I was I was concerned. Um, yeah, like we don't look good. You know, I think um, I was chatting to Justin Peach from the Second Tier podcast about it. And they've been saying like, they think we're going to get relegated based on how we're playing, and I was, I, I was kind of like, no, this squad's better than that. Like we shouldn't be in the bottom three, but then you think about it, like I know it's the team that finished third, but they're not playing well. Like that, no one's really playing well, and that's concerning. And when we conceded the Preston last night, it felt like those games in the Premier League where it's like, all right, the other team has scored now. That's it. Yeah. We've lost. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's um, it's just really frustrating because the te- the teams. The, the, I just think for the last, especially last season, I I thought the league wasn't brilliant either. I mean, all right, maybe not brilliant, but there's there's not really any standout teams either. Everyone's quite on a level playing field, and I think the most frustrating thing is we've got. I still would stand by. We've got a pretty decent set of players here. And you look at other teams, squads and stuff, and I just think, come on, come on, what is it? And is it the coach or is it the players themselves? Maybe maybe the system they're playing in or what? It's just... Oh, it's, it's just annoying, isn't it, really? Because, like, just want a, I, I just want a Preston season for once. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've what, 10 years they've been in the Championship which it must have been boring for them. But, God, I can't remember the last time we've had a season where we weren't in a relegation or promotion challenge, which is exciting, but 
it'd just be nice to have one season where you're not worrying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's exciting when you're top of the table. I'm not particularly excited that we're, uh, you know, I think we could go bottom tonight because um, mm. as we were called in Coventry playing, so if they win, um, we're bottom. And to be honest, we did, we deserve to be bottom with how we're playing. I think that's yeah. the sad thing to say. Um, <laughs> anyway, Tom, we've had a little rant about Preston. Let's yeah. get really excited and talk about another game we've got to play, which is on yeah. Saturday. Uh, we're playing Middlesbrough. So... Fotheringham's had five games in charge now. And again, this is from Stephen Chicken. Really surprised me. Five games for Mark Fotheringham. He has the same number of points from his first five games as Danny Schofield did in his first five games. So that's four points from five games. Um, We're three points off safety. But we are playing Middlesbrough, who (laughs) have equally been terrible this season. Um, And they're just two points ahead of us. Mm. So... They're in the wilderness, hold the wilderness uh, at the moment. Um, but I did see before we were recording that Michael Carrick may be taking as apparently agreed terms, so he might be in the dugout on Saturday, um, which doesn't bode well for town. You know, every other team seems to get a new manager bounce apart from us. Um, mm. Please get the tiny violins out. But um, I mean, Tom, like Middlesbrough, in terms of resources, they should comfortably win this game. Yeah. But do you think we can cause? Borough any problems? Um, I think so. I mean, it's kind of what you just touched on, though, the, the kind of new manager bounce. Um, maybe that'll hinder us a bit, but you surely got to be looking at how they've played this year so far and thinking, come on, come on, we can we can give these a game at least. You know what I mean? The lads have got to be thinking that they can't can't be turning up worrying about it. Um. We've got the outlet. I, I mean, I, I think to say Sorber has been called a lot this season, I've, I think all you got to do is look at his stats and stuff. He's probably been one of us, maybe our most important player this year with the yeah. assists, oh, I'd agree. assists and stuff he's created. It's like, I just I just think we, we've got to, or the players need to maybe believe in themselves a bit. I think... They're just going out there and looking like maybe they, they just don't have a clue what they're doing and maybe then that goes back to the systems that we're playing and stuff. It's really interesting touching on the Schofield stat to the Fotheringham stat because it's still the same set of players. I don't think Fotheringham has come in and done anything particularly radical with a system or anything. Sounds mm. like they're training a bit harder, but I'd... I'd I when I've watched recently, I haven't seen anything amazingly different. You know what I mean? Um, the goal we scored away at Rotherham, we've always been working on set pieces, so it's not even like that's been added to the system now or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a bit worrying that start, I think, because surely it's quite a new team. You got to remember, there's a lot of new players thrown in there, and the fact that. There, there hasn't been an improvement, basically, going off that stat. That is a bit worrying, I think. Um, but, what? yeah, you said, is there any chance? Well, yeah, I think I think we've got a chance. But historically, we're not very good against Borough. <laughs> yeah, did win there last season, though. Um, we did. 2-0. So, maybe that's a positive. Maybe we can repeat that. I think, yeah, that surprised me. The only thing I would say was, before last night, I did kind of feel we were in games a bit more. Um, I think even when we were poor last night and not really creating anything, I think our build-up was was better than maybe we've seen in Schofield, just um, mm. yeah, just kind of lacking the cutting edge, which is, to be honest, that's not just a fathering problem. That's been a problem with town teams over the years for quite a while. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think our waveform is so terrible, though. Which concerns yeah. me, but you know, if Carrick isn't in charge for the time on Saturday, I, I just think, you know, let's just keep it tight because Middlesbrough issue, Middlesbrough's issue at the moment is they can't, they just create loads of chances and they can't score. <laughs> so it's almost a bit different to us. We're not really creating anything, um, but you know, from the few chances we've had, we've scored. I mean, Luton's a classic example, three all. Like we yeah. didn't really have 
loads there and, and took our chances. So I think we could, I think we could get something. It would just have to set up and frustrate really. But you know, I don't, I don't really trust our defense at the moment. You know, and uh, that's the thing, Brady. Totally. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the most disappointing downgrade from last season. Um, because I mean, um, Pearson's out, isn't he? Which I think is a big loss. But other than that, what is it? Levi's not there. Do you know what I mean? I guess Toffler's gone as well. But yeah, I, I think Lee's Nabby is, as well. Nabby, but Lee's has really disappointed me this year. He needs to. I just think he's just looked. Like a different, he looked like a different player. He looked quiet. He's looked mm. a bit. He's looked big word coming in weak. He's he's like I don't know what it is. He's just I don't know whether it's who he's playing with now. Maybe 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 Pearson was the perfect partner for him. Um, so the better the sooner he's back, he's the better. Um, and then oh, you you've got question. What's Fotheringham basically out in one of your centre backs? What public. do you make to that? Um, I don't know. I I I don't think it's on really because that goal. I thought there was a, a number of players at fault for that specific goal. I don't think Nakiyama had a good game against Rotherham. I thought he kept for some reason dropping deeper than the other two centre backs, which was like that's. I mean, rule one that he played them on side at least two times, and they almost scored from it. Um, but the the goal, there was three players around around that man who then knocked it down to the hole. Who was it? It was guy. He, he did a. He played really well when he came on that ball. Like, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah. He played well, but there's three of them around him. And I don't get how he can just single out Nakayama to be winning that header. I don't know the. I can't remember who the other two players were. I think one must have been Lee's as well, um, and then maybe Jackson. But it's like I don't know. I think it's a bit a bit suspect because you you could start you could just start friction. You could start people. Chatting, you know what I mean. Loads of stuff can come from this, and not good stuff. I don't think it depends what kind of player Nakayama is as well. Some players react differently to to that technique. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I only play Sunday league, <laughs> but if if I get a bollocking, I actually quite like it because it it kind of gets me going. But some players go into the shell, hate it, and don't want to play for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, it's tricky because we don't know what Nakiyama was like. Um, I also think, again, it's a classic. If we if we aren't losing, no one really cares. You know, people might be like, "Oh, well, that's a bit weird." Um, and I will also say, Fotheringham's, you know, he's never managed before, so he's getting to grips. But I was kind of initially like, I don't think I think people are making a bigger deal out of this because you know he's mentioned he's mentioned it about a couple of people and like, like you say like sometimes people players like a bollocking and galvanize you know we assume that modern players don't like that but like we don't you know you don't know that's the case but i th- think i will criticize about it is dropping dropping yeah. him after that really? and then we don't win the game and it just creates an unnecessary story that we don't need yeah um yeah. you know he was praising turton after but i i don't think turton had a particularly great game I don't, well, I don't think anyone really did, but, you know, no. it just seems a bit odd. Um, so, yeah, I, we've got a lot of questions about Fotheringham, which we'll come on to, but yeah. obviously we have our concerns about town. Um, yeah. Did you pick anyone from, from Borough that you think could hurt us? Got a number of players. Um, do you mind if I just rattle through a couple? Yeah, of I mean, why change we, the habit of a we, lifetime? I know, we could just discuss them. But, I mean, I, I think Jones is... Maybe a bit similar to Sauber this year, although I think I don't, yeah, like I said earlier, I don't think Sauber has actually been that bad. But Jones, when you look at his stats, he's not hitting what he did last year, so maybe that's quite a good good thing for town coming up. Maybe people have figured him out. Um, just to highlight, Tommy Smith's there now, played six games for him. Um, 
Oh, we could Duncan. do with him. <laughs> well, yeah, but the one the one player maybe then I'll throw in Duncan Watmore, who mm. always seems to play pretty well against us when he's in a Borough shirt. Joint top score with three. He's played most games for. I think he played thirteen games for him. So he's a he's been getting in that squad. Um, so I, I just think he's one of those players that always comes up against down, doesn't he? Um, what about you, mate? Anyone standing out for you in that side? Yeah, I was chatting to because um, I'm doing something something interesting, which means I have to chat to a lot of championship fans, but I can't talk about it just yet. Um, but I was chatting to a Borough fan. Ooh, a little teaser for you there. Um, and he was saying <clears throat> that one to look out for is Ryan Giles. So I was impressed with Giles. I can't remember who was on loan to in the championship last season, but he caught the eye. Um, and he's he's been playing left wing back, but he can play left mid. And he's just like such an attacking player, and he's really exciting to watch. Um, and this, you know, the the Johnny the Borough fan I, sp- I spoke to couldn't speak highly enough of him. So mm-hmm. he was one I actually thought would have been good to maybe replace Toff um, if we yeah. could have got him got him on loan. So I think he'll be bombing off down, you know, attacking our right side on Saturday. So he's one to watch out for because um, I think he's. You know, he's on his way to being a Prem player. You know, Borough haven't been as as good as people expected. I thought they were going to, to quote Andy from uh, that Mank fan, going to do a title charge. But um, yeah, like he joined for a team that was going to get promoted under Wilder. And I think he's he is top championship quality now and will probably be a Premier League player. Rotherham, went up with Rotherham and then Cardiff and Blackburn. He's been on loan at, mate. Um so yeah, I mean, he seems to be played a lot of games in those squads as well. So, um, I I had to mow it down because we always say how good, how much we like him as a player. Um, yeah. you forget there and he's on loan from West Brom. Weird, weird that one, isn't it? Yeah, very weird because he's he's such a good championship player. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's played about eleven games. I don't think he's really done anything effective given the well because they they're not scoring really. Um, and then Akpom. Yeah. Got three goals in eight games, which is quite a decent return. Um, given, yeah, it's only eight games. And I always think Matt Crooks, I really like him as a player, but um, he seems to have dro- seems to have dropped a bit deeper under Wilder, which was interesting. So I wonder if, because um, I remember at what Rotherham, he seemed to be playing a bit further up the pitch, being a bit more effective in that kind of final third. So yeah. it'd be Interesting to see if someone comes in and maybe does push him back, back further up that pitch. Um, yeah, yeah, he's another one of those in a town academy players who's gone on to be quite decent. <laughs> yeah, well, when Rotherham got relegated, we well we said, didn't we, Tom? We would have liked him back just because, to be honest, before we had Russell, <laughs> our midfield yeah. was tiny. So, um, yeah, no, I have no doubt he'll be decent. Um, but Tom, speaking of Bury, you went up to the to the riverside, didn't you? Had a mooch around. Did you get a Palmer? Um, I did. Oh, I love them. This they are they are proper nice. They are proper nice. Yeah, but I I went up to uh, Borough and uh, I caught with uh, with Johnny um, to discuss. Well, what score Borough will beat Town? <laughs> <laughs> We've lost. To a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for coming on the pod. Um, how do you feel your season is going so far? Hello, guys. Johnny here from the Borough Breakdown podcast. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. And I'm sorry that I'm going to be depressing for the next couple of minutes or so. Uh, in terms of our season so far, it's just been an absolute disaster, hasn't it? I think we've killed everyone's coupon uh, for having us more, more or less favourites to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, obviously, Chris Wilder um, tends to start slow, but the decline felt a lot longer. Um, and it's really been on the decline since his link to Burnley in April, where we won three out of 15 games until he got the sack. And to be honest, we did see it coming. There's a lot of disgruntlement uh, behind the scenes. But then also with that, uh, there was rumours that he would be taking the Bournemouth job, which is still pending. So I think it was right for Borough to sack him. But then also uh, for Borough's season, we've just been inconsistent a lot so it was 
a case of unlucky uh, for the first half of the season. We beat Sunderland, and then ever since then we've been absolutely dreadful. And like I couldn't, I couldn't because suggest it's a better time for for Roddy Huddersfield to play us. But then saying that Michael Carrick could be in charge for that, so you never know what you get with that new manager bounce. Who is a standout player for Borough so far this season? In terms of standout players, Ryan Giles on the left hand side, absolute wonder of a left foot, really talented boy. He's been a little bit quiet the last couple of games, but. I think his assists will keep climbing throughout the season. And then also, um, I really like Anthony Dykesteel, but he's been in and out of the squad because of form. But then also, looking at our team, Zach Steffen's really improved over the last couple of weeks in, in goal. So we're hoping to see more of that in the next coming weeks. And then up front, uh, Rodrigo Muniz. He's a real handful for any defence. Um, he's really good in the air, good at holding the ball up. It likes to play other team members in and get people behind. So he's a really talented boy um, and he's also a bit of a shithouse as well. So just be be mindful of that. And what's your prediction for Saturday? Looking ahead uh, to Saturday, God, honestly, I would take anything at this point. I really would. Um, we're really struggling. But it's, we could be under a new era and you always get that little bounce on you when a new manager comes in. But I don't think I've ever seen a Borough manager win the first game. Uh, so that could be a good omen uh, for, for Huddersfield. But I'll take I'll take a 1-1 draw any day of the week because I think when, under Carlos Calderon last year, you guys were absolutely brilliant and thoroughly deserved the win against us. So I'll take anything. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. But guys, thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry if I've been depressing, but it is depressing watching another football club at the moment. But it will get better. I hope it will get better. And best of luck for the season ahead, just apart from Saturday. Okay, so you spoke to you spoke to Johnny. Um, yeah, this this feels like you know two teams in the bottom three. This feels like this game is going to be fun. Um, why don't we compose ourselves, take a quick break, and then we'll come back with loads of positive energy. Yeah, Cosy, what what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, we're back. Look how much energy I've got in my voice. Um, That means one thing and one thing only. It's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. (laughs) Did you enjoy that, Tom? You've got mail. That is is one of my favourite jingles, Brady. Well done. Uh, I am quite proud of it. Yeah, we said before, like, it's a dying art, isn't it, jingle writer? It is. and I've got like a, quite a 1950s name. Brady Frost is a jingle writer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. Talk about the questions. Uh, Mark Fotheringham comes up a lot in yeah. these, um, surprisingly. But HT AFC Opinions asks for our opinion. He says five injured slash ill players: Hogg, Pearson, Simpson, Andrin, Jones. How many of those get into last night's starting lineup, and who gets replaced? Interesting. Um, Tom, do you want to take that one first? Right, Pearson's in, isn't it? Pearson's in that back, especially when he's saying when he's bringing out Nakiyama, he's name dropping Pearson, saying Matty Pearson wins that header all day long. Yeah, he clearly loves Pearson. So Fotheringham's going to put him in as soon as he's yep. fit. Um, then Andrin's interesting. I I mean I'd put him in, but Andrian's one of us. I wonder if Fotheringham is even because I'm the lad from Villa's gone, yeah. The lad from no, Villa. he's not gone. 
Has Did he not? Back? No, I don't know. Not. You know what I mean? He's not injured, though, is he? And he's not getting a... No. Tino's got glandular fever, we should yeah. say, so he is ill. So it's not like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, enough of rooms, like, if you're not trading knowledge, you're not in my team, but I imagine Tino's probably an exception because he's ill at the moment. Yes, of course. But the question is, is, is Tino that kind of trainer? And someone touched on it. I can't remember who touched on it. It might have been on this podcast. It might have been on uh, the main pod. But about the kind of... If, if you're going to have these strict kind of systems in play and training stuff where where does the creativity flourish from um and that's what Tino Andrin is isn't it he's he's one of those players that you kind of just let loose and say go do go do something that wins us a game basically yeah he's your match winner isn't he like exactly. not every game but like the one in hopefully you'd like to think the one in three yeah is that a player that Fotheringham appreciates you know what I mean um does Hogg get in this team? Mm, I don't know. That's an interesting question, potentially. Um, who else was it out? Simpson. Uh, oh, Simpson does, as in, Simpson at least gets on the bench. I think he's going to be a very good option just to have something different up front. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and then Pat Jones. Do you think he starts? I think he's probably on the bench, but again, impact. like It's a bit like Simpson pushing, pushing yeah. for a start. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Pearson would definitely start. I think Hogg would start for, for Fotheringham, although rumours today about them too, but uh, we won't really touch on them. <laughs> but I think I think because um, uh, HDFC opinions ask who gets replaced. To be honest, controversial. I thought Kamara was quite poor last night, but mm. he is a youngster and he's going to, like, you know, they are going to have ups and downs. So I think probably Hogg would come in for some games. I the think X-Men. Holmes has been been good, but I kind of see that attacking mid-roll. He and... has, Brady, but do you know what? He did it last against Preston as well. Just sometimes he gives away silly fouls. He did it. He does. Against... Yeah, that was silly where he Preston. got yellow. Yeah. And it's just... That's what winds me up with him. But there's there is there's bits there that we said at start of season, he can be that kind of a Brian outlet. The amount of times he does pick it up and gets you at least like 20, 30 yards up the pitch. Yeah. He he does it. He does do it in games. Um just think he's got just gotta be a bit more sensible because he gives away free kicks in positions that are <laughs> are really Actually, Rotherham, the goal. Wasn't the Rotherham goal from that free kick that he gave away? Yes, I think it was, yeah. But, I mean, yep. you've got to... I, I get what you're saying, but also you've got to defend it. But, yeah, no, no, it's a good point. He he did um, needlessly kick out. Like, the the yellow he got last night, that was yeah. silly. Like that yeah. was, But that's just because he's frustrated. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. I, I think Dwayne gets a lot of stick. But, yeah, he, I agree, he does do some silly fouls. Um, I'd probably... Yeah, I think Holmes, but I think Tino's... Probably a difference maker. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I think I think five, those five like are certainly making the squad without yeah. question. Um, Agreed. Yeah, cool. Okay, HDAFC Stan asks. Uh, got a lot of HDAFC people asking. Uh, do you think the system Fotheringham is playing wrong is wrong? To me, we look so one-dimensional, crossing the ball and hoping someone gets on the end on it. It needs to change. I don't. I also don't understand why he only used one sub as well. Um, so I touched on it. I kind of agree with that. I thought you know it's either the flick ons or sub to cross it. It's yeah. One sub that was that was strange to me. Um, and I think fun, funny. Obviously, we had uh, David Siddle on last uh, for the last pod, and he was saying how Radonis needs to be pushed further forward because um, yeah, I think Radonis looked better, but again, he's, he's so deep. Like yeah. He's, yeah, I don't know. Do you, what do you think about the system, the three-five-two? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not as I'm not any tactician or any Freddy. Um, but maybe it's just not working with what we've got, and that's the thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's it's got to get to a stage where you've got to really think right, strip it back, and go back to basics, and just start with a really solid defensive back line, maybe a four at the back, mm. just something to tighten it up a bit. I like the wing back thing, but 
they've got to do so much work. It's such a hard position. You've got to be up and down, up and down. And I, I'm one of those who actually think Sob has had a good season so far this year. Yeah, but I agree. Last, last night again, when Preston should have gone two 0 up, there was a. I just he, as a wing back, the, it's like you've either got a. This they had that chance, didn't they? Where it came in at the back post, and the guy should have fucking finished yeah, it. Yeah, should have scored. But so Sorbas either got to track him, and you can see it when you watch it back, or he's got to be telling. Um, I think it was Lee's. Yeah. He's got saying, look, look on your shoulder, mate. There's a man over. Luckily, he misses it. I mean, he didn't change the game, but luckily, he misses it. But it's either that communication or the, the work rate to get back in position there. Because he could see it. He could see it unfolding. I mean, yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot to ask of players. And the position that we're in, maybe we need to go as simple as possible at the moment. Um, I don't know. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. I think you're right. I mean, to be honest, like we don't know because Fotheringham's still working it out. But I, I think like we've played four three three before under Carlos, and yeah. you know, I agree with you. Like Solber has been decent, um, and I, I wonder, you know, if he had a back four. I mean, he's playing Turton at left side of centre back, so surely like having Jackson and well, we'll come on to the lineup, but surely you could have Jackson and Turton as your proper fullbacks and then Lees and Hellick and then kind of build out from there and push Sober further forward. Yeah. Um, you know, I know David, uh, David last week said like he doesn't really like Rhodes and Ward. And I think, yeah, mate, I think Rhodes has been the better of the two strikers, even though on, on the same goals. Um, so, yeah, maybe you could push Sober further forward and. You know, it's just wingers. But I mean, Mahoney, you know, I know Fotheringham said he sees him more as like a attacking mid, but maybe you could put him on the left or Holmes on the left. Yeah. I, I want. I think you're right. Like, I wonder if... I think, well, to be honest, I think whatever he does, he needs to ask his consistency, particularly at the back. Yeah. Because, you know, I get about making points if players make mistakes, but confidence is low. They're going to make mistakes. And I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, to put my... Uh, put myself in the player's shoes. If I, if my manager had said, <laughs> "If you make mistakes, you're out of the team," I'm yeah. going to be so terrified of making a mistake, particularly if you're a young player. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of counterintuitive. But yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point from uh, HCFC Stan. One to consider. Yeah, um, I do like the four-three-three. Actually, I'm just jotting it down now and being yeah. like, "Would you have there?" And I think with what we've got. It just already looks a bit more solid potentially. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, Fobringham's problem, isn't it? It depends yeah. how some managers can be very stubborn in the yeah. way that they play football. Yeah. Um, I mean, Carlos was, wasn't he? Well, yeah, exactly. This is our formation. This is how we play it. Um, yeah. We're just um, we're just making the case for a new formation change, Tom. Um, you know, because it seems like we're going to go through a lot of managers this season at this rate. So why not give it give us a go? We'd we'd look like two actually. We'd be like a Jurgen Klopp and David Wagner tribute act on the sideline if we were yeah, <laughs> managerial team. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't think I'd be shouting at linesman like Klopp. Um, yeah. you do, do you ever check yourself? You know when you're shouting stuff at the ground, and you check yourself. Like I know so my um my stepdad pointed it out to me the other week, but um I just always say give him an option. Like that's all I say. Give him an option. Just about give him an option. Yeah, that'd be uh, my tactical. Give him an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my partner actually did a list of things that I shout at football the other day. Um, what's one I, of them? can't remember what they were there was about there was a long list <laughs> there's a lot of like oh bloody hell referee and stuff like that and um get it forward <laughs> no I don't get it forward. yeah you I do, do right. get it gone though when, when <laughs> get it bloody out kick it out you bastard <laughs> oh one of my favorites where you like obviously the opposition have like a dangerous free kick or a corner and then it goes out and you go squeeze <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Um, anyway, we'll move, we'll move on. Because um, uh, So thanks to everyone who submitted the questions. Uh, we've included these ones because they're all kind of similar. But uh, Bjorn uh, Yambak, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Bjorn, uh, he says, has Fotheringham lost the dressing room already? The players seem afraid to make a mistake than getting slaughtered in the next press conference and dropped. In spite of what Fotheringham is saying so often, I don't see anyone playing with a fire in his belly. I mean, Tom, you you touched on it. Like he's one of them where if he's saying all this stuff and coming out bold and you win him, it's not a problem. But people are going to look differently if if the results aren't being positive. Mm-hmm. What would you? I mean, it's fine games. It'd be amazing if he lost the dressing room already. Do you, do you <laughs> buy that? Probably commend him for that. It'd be like on a record, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. I'd look. Do you know what? I'd love to be a fly on the wall in those changing rooms because basically he's out there watching, signing, <laughs> watching the subs. They could be all fucking bitching about him in that dressing room. You know what I mean? You know what it's like yeah. though, when if if players don't like a system or something, then they're gonna voice it. Um, I don't think any players are gonna be worried. I, they shouldn't. Like, I mean, I guess that they want to play, but um, if they, for me, right, look, I, w- I want him, I obviously want him to succeed because he's his town, he's a town manager. But if a guy's coming in, say I've I've played, I play for this team, say I'm, say I'm Huddersfield's town striker, right, pretty. <laughs> well, to be fair, there is a Tom Bradshaw who's a striker. I know, exactly. Um, I, I'm not kind of seeing any authority coming in from someone who hasn't really got any experience and is younger than Danny Schofield. Mm. I just, I just think he's coming and it's this is a really difficult job. He's got a group of players who uh, I might be speculating here, but when we were when Schofield was in charge at points, it looked like they weren't playing for him almost trying to maybe get him out of the job so mm-hmm. if they're not going to respect a coach that was part of the setup that almost got us to the Premier League then yeah I wouldn't be surprised after five games if people are already falling out Um, I obviously hope that's not the case but uh, yeah it is it's a worrying time I also think it's quite interesting how it's, it's literally him that's coming, hasn't it, as well? And then he's having to implement his ideas with a, a kind of hodgepodge backroom staff mm. con- with Chico, who you'd say was Carlos's man. Um, yeah. And the lad who came in from Birmingham. Paul Harsley. Yeah. And then Clem, who goalkeeper coach. So yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Like you say, if he's already lost the dressing room, that's um, that's a hell of an achievement. I don't think Jan lost the dressing room that quickly. <laughs> uh, Jan was too nice, though. It's not the Eastern. He wasn't yeah, he the same was. player. I think players were just confused when he was doing his soup analogies. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think um, I don't really know. I think it's tricky. Like <laughs> we, <laughs> I sent it to you, but we got a question. Uh, which oh, really ask made me laugh. Because I think go on, ask it anyway. Okay, it kind of leads on to my point as as far as yeah. But we got asked, Tom, when are we going to stop sucking Hoyle and Bombay's Bromby's balls <laughs> and tell it like it is? Um, <laughs> just like I don't, I don't know if we we have. I think look, like all I will say is this has to work for Lee Bromby. Like this yeah. appointment has to work. Um, you know we've lost this structure. Well, we've talked about it before, but. When Wagner left, we didn't have a structure. It was all on Wagner, and then we were suffering for a while. We've built this structure, so when managers, hope, if it all works well, when managers get poached, we're not losing it and we can carry on as it as it goes on. We have lost two managers because of the structure now. We lost Danny Cowley, um, which I know some fans won't be particularly happy about, and we lost Carlos Corbran. For whatever reason, Carlos Corbran 
in my opinion, quite rightly, um, probably wanted more control after leading us to 90 minutes away from Premier League. We've talked about that a lot. It happens. If we are sticking with structure, the appointments have got to be so crucial for it to work. And Schofield, we've talked about that, but I can't help but think that looks like a cheap appointment. That's always my think, um, my thinking with internal appointments. It looks like the cheap option. Um, I know that's criticism Hoyle before that Hoyle is, is doing a, uh, a cheap option. And Fotheringham, look, he is clearly divisive, like looking at the town fans and looking yeah. at what people are saying. I I kind of don't think this is on him, though. I think he's coming to a although he may have rubbed people up some wrong way, the wrong way, he's only had five games in, you know, and I think we're in a point where whoever came in needs to hit the ground running. And to be honest, I we'll find out if he's like this all the time, but when everyone thought we were getting David Wagner or everyone would like to think that, and you, you get someone who's never coached before, I could kind of understand why he wants to come out and make his name and, beat his chest like particularly after a win um this just has to go right for for Lee Bromby I I, I think if if this doesn't work out um I think serious questions have to be asked about Lee Bromby in his position yeah Um, how's that for not telling it like it is I think (laughs) I think you're spot on I mean so so right on Hoyle right i I'm one of those who I don't think you can really question him, to be honest, because mm. he he has pumped a lot of money into this club over the years. League one, but I mean, look how much money put in there. That um, was like over ten, well over ten years ago. There is all I'm. Saying. I know Brady, but I'm just putting. I'm just doing a timeline now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Then got we went up to the championship. Then we got promoted. Kept us in the Premier League. Then he sold us, right? I think you've got to remember, he sold us on the kind of... This is what I'm getting from all the publicity from it, the news from it. He sold us on the back of thinking, right, that's it, I'm done. I'm selling it to someone who can manage, can handle the club's finances, can take the club potentially forward, can at least sustainably manage Huddersfield Town. That didn't happen with Hodgkinson because his companies were obviously affected, I'm guessing, during the pandemic. Yeah. Hoyle, in reality, Dean Hall doesn't want to be chairman right now, really. Like, in Dean Hall's timeline, alternate reality, without COVID, he's just watching Huddersfield Town as a mm-hmm. whatever. Um. And maybe you've got to think, oh, he, I know that he, he doesn't have anything to do with Card Factory now. He sold it, didn't he? He sold it off and everything. So you, you've got to think about like the financial aspect of that as well and things. So it is difficult. I, 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 I just think it's got to be difficult for him to be in this situation. Bromby, when, when did he came in? He, he came in the season we got promoted, didn't he? But he didn't really, he wasn't in the role that he was in now. So he wasn't, yeah. as, he wasn't, was he doing an academy thing then? Maybe. Yeah, and I think Phil promoted him to his current position, yeah. to be fair. And that's when you look at the managers since Phil has been, was chairman. Um, so yeah, Cowley, Carlos, Danny, and now Fotheringham. Mm. I'm. I was quite a big Danny Cowley uh, fan because I thought he'd bring a bit. Like if we gave him time, you'd get a good bit of stability in there. But he was sold something that he wasn't given, which I do think's a bit out of order. Do you know what I mean? He he was sold the bravado that they were going to get. Um control over transfers and stuff didn't they and then at the end of the season they were like yeah we're not going to do that so you can go um then carlos has come in had a, a pretty rubbish first season and then a good second season mm-hmm. and then he's gone maybe off the kind of similar thing 
And then now we've taken a massive gamble with someone who has got no... I mean, we've done it with Carlos as well. I think you you are spot on with Bromby, right? This has to work. I think this manager has to work for Bromby. I think if we are sacking this manager, then there's got to be... Maybe he's got to go because he's had he's had two failures or three failures. I guess you put Danny Schofield down to him because at the end of the day, if he's head of football operations, surely he's deciding what's going on. Um, and then he's he's had Carlos who didn't have a... I mean, the first season we nearly went, went down. Second season, yeah, it worked. But I just... Yeah. it's. I think Dean Hoyle, at the end of the day, it's Dean Hoyle's got a massive call to make. But it's, and then the question is, is whether the money's there as well, which we maybe don't have that. Yeah, I I mean, to be honest, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes as well. I know we're speculating a little bit, but, you know, there could be a scenario where Bromby's suggesting stuff and Dean overrules him or, you know, is Bromby making decisions that maybe haven't worked out? Like, we have no idea. Um, I'd like to think, you know, I know Dean's got a bit of criticism and, you know, I, I think I've been on this podcast before saying, like, he can have done good things and he can also have done not so good things. You know, not everyone has to be a saint or a sinner. Mm. Um, I would like to think if we were in trouble... Um, I think Dean would probably put in his pocket because look, that's what they did for Schofield, they brought in Halleck. You know, rumors are we paid like you know around a million for him. Yeah. Um, I know it's nothing in this league, but that's a fair bit for town. You know, he backed, he did back Wagner with a lot of money um, for town. So who knows? We don't really know what the financial situation is, and obviously we've had some key player sales. We'll see. I think. Like we're both right. Like we both agree this has to work for Bromby. I think questions need to be asked. I think particularly because he had two weeks to think think about this as well. It's not like we had to rush it. You know, it was the international break. They had time to think about it. Lucky the the thing I the only positive I think I could say is, um, the World Cup. Like because it's in the middle of the season, I think we probably need that. Yeah, um, and I think we need to to be honest. Unless we are lose, unless we lose like the next four games in a row, like four nil, um, I think Fotheringham should get at least to the World Cup, and then let's assess. If we've not seen anything between now and then, I think, I think his position is is difficult. Yeah. Um, but then again, he's got he'll have you know nearly a month to work with the players. But then also, if you've not seen if we've not seen anything, and I. We've, I think we've seen an improvement from from Schofield in some of the games. Not much. The bar is low, but I've seen I've seen a little bit. You know, um, I thought to be honest, I know Hull were no great shakes, but as soon as we got our freak goal, I thought we looked good. Like you know, and maybe maybe that's it. But yeah, I think it, like here for me it has to stay until the World Cup, and we'll, mm. we'll make a call from there. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's really bad. You're only second manager of the season. Your second manager is yeah. already five games in, and we're already talking about how long he should have. Then maybe it is like the system just isn't working. This German model that we're um, trying to go for, maybe it just mm. doesn't work. Maybe, I mean, I get it. We're tr- we're trying to. We are trying to work. I want. I I'm. I kind of back Dean Hoyle in that sense. I want town to be able to run sustainably on its own. You don't want someone pumping money in and then to get the club in debt or anything. And then if they go, they're like, oh, well, you owe us this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I get that. But maybe this model just doesn't work for us. Not at this level with the budget we have. I think, well, I mean, we're going to have plenty of pods to talk about it. Yeah. But I I do wonder if, you know, we've lost O'Brien and Toffolo and Colwell. I know, I, although I like the players we've brought in, they're obviously, some of them aren't championship ready. So I, I feel like that's a gamble as well. We've gone for players to develop and maybe yeah. that's affecting us 
right now. But anyway, Tom, we could probably talk about that for two hours. Um, yeah, we probably have already. Sorry, well, we've not we've we've not shied away from it, have we? So um, get yeah. your facts right, mate. Anyway, okay, it's time for your <laughs> boss. Um, so <laughs> in the Preston game, we lined up apparently in a three-four-one-two. So we had Lee's, uh, so Nichols and goal, obviously Lee's, Helic, and Ollie Turton. Silva, Kamara, Kasumu, Jackson, Holmes, and a partnership of Jordan Rhodes and Daniel yeah. Mark Ward. Yes. Or is it Carl? I can't remember. James got his name. I think it's Carl. I think it's I Carl. I'm pretty sure it's Dan- Dan- Daniel Carl Ward. Um, what would you do, Tom? We talked about 4 4 three, three. Would you Would you do that? Um. <sighs> No, I, I, yeah, I'd probably, I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. I don't, I guess you'd have Nichols in there, Turton. You have Turton on the right. Turton can play right back, can't he? Yeah. Yeah, Turton is a right back. Yeah, he is a right back, isn't he? Yeah. But he left side in the other night. Um, then Lees and Hellick, and then Jackson, because I, I do really like Jackson. I mean, he looks really good. Yeah. Uh, then probably at the moment, Kasumu in that holding role, Kamara, and this is where it gets a bit interesting, isn't it? So maybe Holmes, Kamara yeah. and Holmes in the middle, and then Ro- I'd, I'd still be starting Rhodes up top on his own, um, with then Sauber on the right, and I'd be throwing um, Rodoni up. In that kind of front three. Oh, interesting. Over up that field. Um, yeah. So if if it was four three three, that's what I'd be doing. But I'm assuming he's going to go with so, three four, three four three or whatever it is. Again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like it. I know we just kind of spitballed it on the pod, but yeah, no, I'd to be honest, I don't think there's necessarily anything. Look, I think the thing is, like, if we've got a point. On Saturday, like we just need to keep getting points, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'd do that. Um, I think he'll probably. I think he should bring back Nakayama, but I think he'll play Turton again. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if it was me, I, I'd go Turton, Lee Tellick, um, Jackson. Then my midfield three would would be the same: Kasumu, Kamara. Holmes, I think Holmes maybe you know pushing a bit forward, and then yeah, I'd go Thomas. I think Rhodes gets the nod for me. Um, he's probably knackered though, he looked knackered last yeah. night. Um, and I'd play Mahoney on the left, mm, yeah, that's where he can play. Yeah. Um, and I think he's looked good. Rodoni's unlucky, but um, I don't know, I think it depends how the game goes as well. Like, you can, you know, we've got five subs, you can change it. Which is uh, going back to one of the questions. I think that's what annoyed me. Like, do you really need three at the back when Preston aren't really doing much? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. What about your score prediction then, Tom? What, what are you thinking? Um, positivity is the way forward. Town are going to win the game two one. Love it. Not so convinced, but love it. Uh, who's scoring? <laughs> uh, Rhodes and. Do 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 Helic. Oh, okay. Is it going to be like the game against Hull where he's like literally on the line? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm going to go one-one. Um, I think. Yeah, depends if Carrick's in or not. But they have str- <laughs> famous last words. But they have struggled to score. Um, yeah. Quite a bit. So, yeah, one-one. I take that. Uh, and I'm going to go for. Wayne Holmes. Holmes, yeah. Yeah, he's true. To, to be fair. Yeah. There we go. Right, Tom. Uh, it's time to cheer everyone up. I feel like we've bummed people out a little bit, but sometimes you've got, it, it ain't all rainbow and sunshine. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it is when we talk about this man. It's the amazing Elba. The amazing elbow. As a centre forward, you know, the last thing he wants is a goal drought starting off at a club. Started on my own up front, and the really good.
good set of forwards like Jordan were rested. Yeah, so where did we see him last? He was um Rambo's doing dizzy penalties, he stole the microphone off him whilst this war was basically going on in the middle of the pitch. Um and in the distance he sees a silhouette at the uh, at the top of the cow shed and shouts single man reveal yourselves and the uh, voters voted in their droves again, Brady. I think we had over 25 votes <laughs> this time. Um, and they voted for Neil Warnock uh, turning up on his bike, basically. Have you seen that video of it? Oh, I, I know, that. I suggested it. Just here I am on my bike, trying to stay healthy. <laughs> he did it when it was that roasting hot weather as well, didn't it? It's like, what are you doing out on your bike in this, Neil? You can't Man. control Neil, and you'd no. have to try, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's Warnock at the top on his bike. So, Neil rides down the steps like a maniac, pops a wheelie at the bottom, <laughs> and then does some donuts on the pitch. And this sparks outrage from the ground staff, who, dot, 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 this is on the spot tonight, this one as well, Brady. Oh, is it? Okay. For the listeners, because you didn't even know that was coming, did you? I didn't. I didn't. So the ground staff are saying something to him. Yeah, they so they're they're outraged. There's outrage from the ground staff. Who dot dot dot. Uh who shout, let's get levered in. <laughs> <laughs> Go to attack Neil on his bike. <laughs> Um, right, that's good. I have like this is off the top of my head as well, so I just I yeah. was trying to put a tenuous Warnock link. So here's mine. Um, who angrily shout at Neil, and then one rips a fake mustache off, and it turns out to be Muscat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. So yeah, Muscat. Um, Undercover as a groundsman is mine. Uh, and then I guess, do we throw in a third one? We haven't got a third guest. Um, a third we... guest? Third <laughs> guest. We normally do the podcast with three guests. The two are just silent. <laughs> it's because, should we make a sound bigger than we are? You know, when they break the like the, the wall. Uh, we've got our producer in the background. We've got to go with another iconic Warnock, Warnock quote. Yeah. Um, um, so there's outrage from the ground staff who <laughs> wanted... <laughs> what was it? Was it a weight stoke during COVID? <laughs> oh, where he says it's a disgrace. Those rooms are a disgrace. <laughs> oh, what else is that? There's the... Um... <laughs> oh... So one of my favourite Warnock ones, which is underrated, which is um, when he's at Sheffield United and he's in the boardroom and he's talking about his transfer targets and someone interrupts him and he goes, can I just do my presentation or what? <laughs> it's just like the, the passive aggressiveness. Well, um, maybe that could be it. The ground staff um, interrupt by doing a presentation on how to successfully grow grass. Okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> It's getting very congested on this pitch right now as well. So at the moment we've got Dinner Ladies, Wagner Army, Rambo, Stephen Chicken. I'm just throwing to Chicken in there anyway. No, no, I think wasn't he doing Dizzy Family? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in two places at once. So Stephen Chicken's got an evil twin. And then the Amazing Elbow's on there as well. And now Warnock's on there in his bike. That's six things going on. And now the ground staff are potentially doing something. I mean, we've not even covered, but like, was there a game on, or is this just like an off day? Is you know, who knows? No wonder the ground staff are pissed no off. While this is happening. He's literally got no rules. This thing. Yeah, no wonder they're so annoyed. I mean, you know, Little Mix when they played at the stadium, they messed up the pitch for ages. <laughs> Dread to think what it's going to be all right with all this going on. Yeah. Um. Okay, so your three options are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to Tom I know you've had to do some of these in a rush but as, yeah. a, as a play on the podcast I really want you 
to do the the most detailed drawing of Warnock doing donuts on the grass or doing a wheelie, <laughs> please. If anything, oh, well, that's me. anyway, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what it? you're going to draw next. But yeah, just yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> a lot of these are about going to fight. So the first option is while we uh, Warnock's doing wheelies, uh, the ground staff say let's get levered in and go to attack him, yeah. or. They go over, and it turns out Muscat with a mustache is an undercover groundsman, yeah. or the ground staff interrupt with a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, sorted. Um, who this? It's got no. This has got worse structure than this podcast at times. Um, Whoa! Burn on. on the podcast. Burn. <laughs> well, Tom, let's wrap it up there. But do you know what would help with the yeah. burn? A nice what? cold drink of town lager or cannonball or sorcery whatever your magic rock drink of choice is and tell you what Tom thank you and tell you what Tom Mm. if you're enjoying that did you know you can enjoy it by having a sweet 10% off if you uh, do any orders online yeah do you know the code by now because I say it all the time do you want to say it for a change AHTC10 no, A-H-T-T-C-10. Close. A-H-T-T-C-10 and Illingworth and Gregory. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm sure they're happy with that. But yeah, use code A-H-T-T-C-10 <laughs> and you get 10% off your online orders thanks to us. Um, Do you know what? Yeah, use it. Use it and abuse it because it's a great offer. <laughs> and we're not saying that because we have to we're saying that because we want to so <laughs> and clearly we've had 10% off because we sound really drunk um, yeah. but we're just giddy and tired and um, to be honest a bit fed up with town so we'll leave it there um, we will be back though to preview the next game so enjoy <laughs> that we will hopefully have, have free guests on <laughs> um, so tune in for that Tom, anything you want to add before we uh, we end this? Uh, town are currently bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only way is up, and we'll end it there. So town play up, bring the car back to order. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.